0: Before we get started, just want to give a shout out to my affiliate, Constant Contact. If you have any kind of online business, you know how important it is to keep your customers close to you. And if you don't have an email list, then you can't do that. It's just not as easy to do it on your own. So if you go through my affiliate link, meganbrame.com slash constant contact, you can have a free trial of all of Constant Contact's goodies. They'll help you with automation, onboarding, marketing, all of that stuff. And you know, the holidays season. Oh my God, am I really saying this? The holiday season is already right around the corner. We have to start thinking about Q4. And this is the time I would definitely recommend giving them a shot. Even if you don't use them, get some kind of email service going. But if you go through my affiliate link, megabraincom slash constant contact, you'll have all the tools you need to set up an effective email marketing campaign. And it's free. Give it a shot. Use their free trial. I think you're going to love it. All right, let's get started. Your business, stop spinning your wheels, and build the life you deserve. And I'm here to help. My name is Megan Brain. This is Stop Sucking at Business. Hey, friends, Megan here. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm a five time award winning entrepreneur and I'm here to help you succeed in your own small business. So thank you so much for joining me. Can we talk? Okay, first, let me say I have been making it a priority to read and I. That sounds kind of a strange thing to say, I guess, but I've never been a fiction reader. I've always been very into nonfiction, which, you know, kind of goes against my husband, who is a fiction writer, but you know, I love him and I support him. I'm just not into fiction. I love learning. And anyways, so I've been, I haven't been doing great over the past couple of years about one, self-care, but that's a whole other topic. And two, taking time for myself and taking time to just kind of, you know, relax, read, just kind of, I don't know, turn off from the world. And I've been trying lately to really make a concerted effort doing that. So uh, every now and then I think, okay, ideally I would love to say that every week I'm going to have a new book report for you, but uh, you know, that's, Best intentions. So I, instead, I will give you a quick run over of a book I've read recently. Uh, in the upcoming episodes, and this one I read is called Big Magic. And now that I'm saying it, I realize I forgot the author's name. It's the woman who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Um, I think it's Elizabeth. I'm so sorry, Elizabeth something. So. I just finished Big Magic last night and I got it off of my Libby app, which, if you don't have that, oh my God, I 400% recommend downloading Libby. It's a free app that connects your library card to ebooks and audiobooks and things like that. And I've used it to have audiobooks in my car when I was still going to a day job. And I would listen to those in the morning because I just kept running out of podcasts to listen to. And I just use it all the time now. Anyways, so Big Magic is a book. I want to say it's like the equivalent of a 250-page valedictorian speech. It's a very motivating woo-woo, you can do it, but how do I want to say it? It's kind of, it's a book that I kept reading it thinking that I wasn't sure why it was written, if that makes sense. It just felt like motivational blog posts all wrapped into one. And I'm not saying that it's not a very good book. It was actually incredibly well written and references a lot of writers and a lot of struggles that other writers have had. But it doesn't necessarily apply to just writers. Uh, I felt a lot of it was about for it, it was written for creatives who maybe feel like they're in a rut or are blindly leaping into, you know, just do what you love and the money will come kind of thing. I think it's a little bit more of a, I believe in you, but let's have some hard truths. And one part that I loved in particular was that she had mentioned just kind of shutting off and moving away from something. So if you're, if you've had a failure in your business or you've had a slump and you just go away from it and and you do something else creative like uh, pottery or paints or you know just go gardening or walk the dog or something else and you know for many of us who have been cut their teeth in this hustle culture it feels kind of like procrastinating or not doing anything but she frames it in a different way where she says that these things aren't procrastination, they're steps and every step moves you forward. Right? So that was one big takeaway that I really enjoyed from the book. But if you're looking for a book with purpose, I guess I want to say, I don't think this would be the book for you, but if you do want some kind of book to reference on days when you're feeling a little bit lost or you're feeling a little bit womp womp, then I'd say pick it up. I think it's a book worth purchasing because I feel like it's a book that would have to be referenced on occasion, but give it a shot in the Libby app, see if you like it, or just go to your library and see if they have it available. So, oh, can you believe it? I'm about to say this horrible thing. We have to start preparing for Q4. It's here. it's we're in Q3 right now, I know, but that thing in the back of your head of holiday season just start to fester a little bit and got bigger and here it comes, right? Serenity now. So the inspiration for this the d- defeated first off, all right, let me say really quickly I know I'm diverting all over the place. I am so sore. And I am feeling it, and I feel it in my voice too, so I apologize. Uh, Steve and I just dug a four foot by four foot by three foot deep hole to create a dry well for our sump pump and our rain barrel and this is all well documented on uh, the Instagram account for beige House, and uh, I'm just like like my elbow joints are so sore from shoveling gravel and dirt <laughs> it just feels like I've been working on the coal mines for a minute. Oh my god, I'm so sore. I'm so 35. Uh, anyways, okay, sorry. So the inspiration for this episode, other than my ranting about being sore in books, came from <laughs> I have a credit card that somehow gives me access to a free membership to Departures Magazine, which is this frou-frou, American Express-funded magazine of, like, you know, Louis Vuitton and Gucci and Cabos and Lucas, exotic locations, like places that, places and purchases that I will probably never make in my life. But, you know, it's fun junk food. And I was leafing through it their most recent issue was uh, some kind of getaways or locations or traveling, whatever. And there was an ad in there. Side note, I realized that I'm going to be talking about visual things right now on an audio podcast. (laughs) I apologize for that. I'll actually put up the ads so you can see them on my blog on meganbrave.com if you want to see what I'm talking about. So, I see this ad for the Cosmopolitan, which is a hotel in Las Vegas. And it's awful. It is such an awful ad. Here's what it is. It is a full spread, a full page spread, and it is divided into two parts. So it's divided down the middle. And on one, there's two rooms. On one side of the ad is a dark blue walled room. You only see two walls. There's A dude in the back corner with like bondage gear, like a a blindfold sitting in a chair in a corner. And there's a woman in the front of the room on like a round, like a circle go-go swing. And she's beautiful and skinny and well made up. And the other side, the left-hand side is a pink room and it's two pink walls and it is stacked like there's towards the left side where the ad is cut off so it's kind of like it would be in the center but they cut the center off is a tiered table full of cupcakes and there's a woman on in a pink tutu and she has bright blonde hair and she looks very uh, you know like new agey androgyny with like no eyebrows and white makeup and very so she's the light and the other side's the dark and she's kind of listening in to the wall that divides them again I realize this is an audio and not visual so bear with me my point is this ad infuriated me and I'll tell you why so they're selling hotel rooms and there was nothing that had to do with hotel rooms it was it looked like it would have been an ad for Dolce & Gabbana or you know like some kind of frou-frou fashion ad or even makeup it could have been even like a NARS or something like that it had nothing to do with the product it was selling and it drove me crazy you know I've been doing marketing for and they spent more than I make a year on this stupid ad, and it doesn't even show a product. It doesn't give you anything. It's not even a feeling because it's conveying that there's this pink room with cupcakes and this blue room with a swing and a dude in a blindfold. I mean, what am I supposed it's not even, there aren't rooms with cupcakes in the cosmopolitan, I can 98% say that with certainty. I, it infuriates me. And here's why. Like I said, it doesn't sell the product. It doesn't tell you anything about them. It's trying to convey. I don't know. I don't know what it's trying to convey. I think it's just trying to compete in a Departures magazine with Louis Vuitton and Gucci ads still in hotel rooms. And I, It did the exact opposite. Like, I definitely don't want to go there now. They told me nothing and they just made me angry. So that's the inspiration for this episode because this is what I'm going to call a tale of two marketing campaigns. That is the worst marketing campaign I've ever seen in my life in the years I've been doing this. But let me tell you about the best one. The best marketing campaign... I have ever seen in the years I've been doing this actually even before I was doing marketing professionally do you know what the Blair Witch Project is I'm sure you've heard of it and if you are in my age range you know mid-30s then you know it well I guess because maybe you don't but in my purview it was the most brilliant marketing campaign that I have ever seen, and here's why. So just a quick run over if you've never heard of it. it's It was one of the first, well, I guess Cannibal Holocaust was, but it was one of the first found footage horror movies to utilize the power of the Internet. And this is in the early days of mainstream internet usage and what i love about the blair witch project not the movie exactly i mean the movie was really good but the marketing campaign especially is that it was bootstrapped to death it was shoestringed as hell you could tell that they had not a lot to work with but they were so creative with it they created this entire legend about the Blair Witch who never existed as far as I know. I mean, but there was still this whole like, it was kind of like Jaws where it was, is this real? Is this not real? Is this, does this really happen? Well, kind of. It's kind of based on these other things. And what I loved the most about the Blair Witch Project was that it was cheap. Their marketing campaign. It was cheap. It was different. It was new. And it can never be done again and the reason I say that is because the time has just the times have completely changed since they were able to just capture this new technology of utilizing the internet as a marketing device and just ran with it they had websites about what is the Blair Witch you know creating this whole legacy and culture and I believe they did a probably their most expensive thing was doing a half hour or maybe an hour special on honestly I want to say the history channel but I think it was probably the sci-fi channel about the background of the Blair Witch and it's just brilliant it was just so brilliant they never talked about it was a fictitious movie they never talked about they just they created this amazing sense of unease and intrigue and terror and they did it brilliantly without any money that's like so those are just i know we're talking about q4 and i know you're starting to think about q4 and you're probably if you have products uh that you hand make then you're probably starting to look at shows for the holidays and if you have digital products then you're probably thinking about how you're going to capitalize on doing like holiday planners or holiday downloads and things like that. And how are you really going to capitalize on the influx of cash that is available during Q4 and holiday season? And a lot of you will begin marketing plans and advertising plans. And I want to just have you think about a tale of two marketing campaigns and remember that things don't need to be flashy They don't need to be, they don't need money thrown at them for the sake of money being thrown at them. They need to be interesting and they need to be unique and they need to stop people in their tracks and just say, this is so interesting and so unique. When did Blair Witch come out? It came out 15 plus years ago, and I'm still talking about it as the best marketing campaign I've ever seen. How is anyone ever going to top that ever? And I don't don't mean to say that to make you feel like, well, then what's the point? I mean to say that so that when you start thinking about how you're going to market your product, who you're going to market to, how you're going to do it, why you're going to do it. I don't want you to feel like you can't do anything because you don't have a lot of capital or you can't do anything because you're not in the right genre. You're not in the right. You don't have the right this. You don't have the right that you don't have the amount of this. You don't have the anything. So just think about your marketing campaigns this week that are coming up. If you have any, if you don't, then just kind of think about your product line as a whole and think about Are there ways that you can utilize what's available in a really interesting way, in a way that doesn't have to require debt or throwing money at it? And is there a way to just use what you have and just kind of turn it on its side a little bit and just have a completely different impact that lasts? I bet you could think of something like that. You're pretty smart, I think. What are you going to do this week? Let me know what your marketing campaign ideas are. And I'd love to hear them, honestly, because like I said, I'm a nerd. This is totally what I'm into. And I will post, I'll try and dig up some Blair Witch stuff for you to see, but I will post the horrible Cosmopolitan ad so you can see what I'm talking about. It's to be fair, it's a beautiful ad, but it's just wrong. It's just wrong. On so many levels, it makes me angry. I have to stop talking about it. (laughs) Like, I went on a rant on my own private Instagram about this, which was completely the wrong avenue because it's, you know, it's all of my friends from my Pittsburgh and college and so on, and they don't care about marketing. But (laughs) I had to rant somewhere, damn it. And I didn't feel like getting on Instagram stories. So that's some food for thought for you. Check out Big Magic. If you need a little boost, go and check out my blog, MeganRame.com. And I will put up the ads that you can see and just see the difference and start thinking about how you can utilize all of the available things that you have in a different and more interesting way for advertising and marketing. And let me know. I'd love to hear about it. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.